1: Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 there's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even esports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years, they've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, sometimes when your NFL team really stinks, you're even more mad the day after. Well, that's me. So if you don't care at all about the Redskins, you're free to leave but if you want a humorous history of all the screwed up ways the Redskins have parted with their coaches, well, this is the podcast for you. Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. here we go. Tuesday, December 11, 2018. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to Uncle Andy Poland and further pummeling of my football team, which, again, I understand you're free to skip today entirely. I will not be like Bill Belichick and lecture you with no days off. But I am always personally fascinated by so-called deep dives on other people's teams and hearing about the history of what really went on when certain guys came and went. Even if it's a team I don't care about. If I get two guys that are passionate and knowledgeable, I will listen. So if that's you, I think you might enjoy Andy and I as we chronicle all the different ways it unraveled for head coaches in the Dan Snyder era. couple of emails real quick, and this one will stun you. I got an email from somebody who is leaving Arizona because it's too damn hot Uh, my man Ken B writes to say all right Zabe I live in Phoenix right now and I have for over a year I lived in DC from 98 to 2013 so maybe I can help you let me give you a you are looking live as to what it is to live here if you like your nuts roasted at 120 Phoenix is the place for you Seriously, we are still hitting 100 on September 29th most years. Most of the summer, from late April to, till early or mid-September, it was over 110. Late May to the end of August, over 115. Nighttime lows of about 81. So people don't go outside a lot from May until September. This makes the town very lonely in a way. It's in the we- it's the West Valley lots in the West Valley lots of subdivisions with 8-foot walls which then traps the ground level ozone there's no breeze and any dust that is blown up by leaf blowers stays for days. Also, you will need humidifiers, sunblock and hand cream like there is no tomorrow. Your skin will dry out and crack. Water, eh, most people don't think about it. Right now it's okay, but there is a looming problem out here on the horizon about a half mile away from me is a big Intel chip plant. And you might be thinking, so what? Well, it employs over 3 people right now. Intel though is planning on hiring 3000 more over the next 3 years. I got to believe it employs more than 3 people. That might be a typo. Phoenix and ASU have put a lot of time and money into make the East Valley a major tech hub, and it's working. Lots of major outposts of Silicon Valley companies now are in the East Valley and expanding. So we are starting to see some very liberal San Fran stuff starting to show up. That is the politics and the rent and the home cost. Also, there's lots of open space owned by the tribes, and they're not selling. So you get start to get a build-out problem. The West Valley is not as nice, but it is more open. Also, the major sports stuff is either downtown or in the West Valley. Sports teams here suck. Any of the decent golfing is in Scottsdale. That's the old money section of Phoenix. I enjoy your show a lot. I figured I would at least give you a thumbnail review from living here. I'm happy to answer any questions. Cheers can be. My only question was, so are you leaving then? And he said, yeah. And by the way, he said he moved there uh, because his wife has asthma. Uh, She had lived in Phoenix from 2005 to 2010, had no problems then. Uh, But now she's kind of having problems. uh, He said they're in Chandler, which is, you know, nice but quiet. Um, But he says basically uh, that the heat out in in the desert, the way it rages on or drags on, it gives people heat rage where people just go off for no reason. My wife is convinced it's hotter here now than it was before. I've spoken to others who have lived here 10 or 15 years, they say the same thing. It's a lot hotter, stays a lot longer than it used to be. Here is my free suggestion. If you can plan a trip out here in the second week of July, for a week, the heat is locked in. Then you can see if you would want to deal with that for months on end. It will dry out your lungs and everything else. There is little rain and the odd dust storm and no snow. Anyway, if you like it, that's all that's important. I would just test run it for a week or two. He said he's moving to Florida. He said I've cuz I said, "Well, yeah, but them golf courses though in Phoenix." And uh he said, "Yeah, I'm moving to Florida. I've been told there are golf courses there as well." Wink wink. Well, we could do a Florida versus Arizona debate. Florida, Arizona. Both are warm. Both have golf. Florida, I think, has the better tax situation. Arizona doesn't get as many bugs and critters. Arizona has more beautiful mountains. Florida is flat. The people in Arizona are probably a slight plus. Florida, man, is real. Anyway, I'll I'll cut it off right there. If you would like to engage in a Florida versus Arizona, tail of the tape, send it my way. Zabe at Yahoo.com. But there, I felt like in the sake of fairness, I needed to include one guy who's leaving Arizona of his own free will. Enough of that. Let's get to the Redskins, who are a complete dumpster fire. And I called up my longtime former radio partner and Redskins confidant, Andy Poland, to just start in with the bitching. What a fucking disaster that was. I still can't get over it. You being the historian of all things Redskins, and maybe you don't know this off the top of your head, how many times have we been down 40 to nothing or worse in our own building?
0: Well, it was the largest halftime deficit that they'd ever had, Uh, and... I guess you might have to go back to the 1940 championship game where they lost 73 to nothing. Um, To the Giants? No, it was to the Bears. that's right. Um, I know they lost a 41 to 7 game during Richie's year, 93. I don't know whether it was 41 nothing or not. I think it wasn't. So 40 to nothing in the modern era might be it. I mean that's 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 hard to do. do I mean, yeah, really. exactly.
1: Like I was I was thinking to myself, do you know? Like I'd love to know the number. Do you know how few times an NFL team is tra- is getting shut out forty to nothing in any circumstance, home or away?
0: No, it it just doesn't happen. It's I mean, a it's it
1: just... doesn't happen. It's a one hand statistic. And here our Redskins were getting destroyed at home.
0: You know what else I was thinking? If if there was a coach like Buddy Ryan going against them, somebody who was mean and merciless, oh yeah, it could have it could have tickled seventy three to nothing. I mean, it's that, hard to get to, but you know, at forty to nothing, they were having their way. And you know, one of the things that's really been amazing to me in the last you know twelve hours or whatever it's been since the game. is, is, is hearing people say how good Josh Johnson looked. Oh, God. He was playing against a team that had won, and the only goal of that defense was to make the Redskins eat clock. They didn't care whether he scored four touchdowns. Right. It just, it, it was, it was, just, and so to think that, that there's some kind of spark that he's going to give them. Now, I know they're playing a team in Jacksonville that's packed it in already, but uh, who cares? They, they came-
1: That Jacksonville shut out the Colts who just went into Houston and beat them. I mean, this is is the other point of what the Redskins laid out there on the field. They laid out there a non-effort. And almost every team in the league puts out effort week to week. Sometimes they don't have it, but they put out effort. This was a fucking laydown. These assholes showed their asses to us, and they stink. And to see Josh Norman and to see DJ Swearinger, the two guys mouthing off after they got lucky against Tampa, about the fans don't support us, we don't feel good at home, <laughs> fuck off the two of you. I can't wait for them to be off the team next
0: year. Oh, me too. And and how about this? During the week, and I still think Gruden talks too much, but he volunteered that players were grumbling after practice on Thursday about being in pads and being out on the field too long. And then he has the chutzpah to say after the game that the effort that they showed on the field yesterday didn't represent what they showed in practice. Right. What the hell are you talking about?
1: Yeah, well, maybe he's saying I'm doing my job Monday through Saturday, and these assholes are not doing their job when it comes time to actually play and maybe, well, maybe he's making be- maybe maybe he's trying to send out little signals that hey i'm doing everything i can with these fuckers but they're they're being piss ass i don't want to work guys
0: well, maybe that's what the disconnect uh, that LaVero asked him about made him so crazy.
1: Yeah, he, there he didn't is a like disconnect. that. The <laughs> lovey no. lovey got him agitated. I love that about old Lovey. Well, here's <laughs> the 5 years. Here's the thing. Off, but he did it. Here's the thing. Despite this defense now giving up on average 458 yards or something a like week now in the last 6 mm-hmm. weeks, nobody's been sent down. Nobody's been yeah. cut and after this debacle, nobody got fired on Monday.
0: Nobody Amazing.
1: Somebody yeah. has to walk the fucking plank. This well, is the snooze that is going on at Redskin Park where they're either delusional and they think their shit still doesn't stink or they know they've got no good options. I'm
0: yeah. not sure which no, I, one it is. I, I don't know either. And if are you going to fire another defensive coordinator? Are you going to allow Jay to hire his fourth coordinator next year? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> I mean, I don't w- see what, it. What, yeah, I mean, it's other than a clean sweep. What happens next year? I mean, it, it's entirely possible that everybody comes back intact. I, we're going to I don't think so.
1: We're going to be hanging on medical reports all yeah. off season.
0: It's, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The the, the short term future of this franchise rides on the leg of Alex Smith. No question about it. When, because yeah. because the the cap hit for the next two years, with him not playing, is is crippling. It, it's, it's worse than the $36 million cap hit they took on the Hainsworth or the penalty they took on, on shoving yeah. the Hainsworth contract into 2010.
1: And as I point out, it's not just the money. It's the fact that, wait for it, we need to go find another quarterback. It's oh, yeah. the hardest thing to do in the NFL. Where are we going to go to get our guy? Because they thought this was their guy to prop open about a three-year window through which they could fire, uh, if not a championship, because I, I just laugh when I talk about win a championship in three years. I mean, who the fuck are we to say win a championship in three years? But they thought, well, we'll prop the window open with Alex for three years, and maybe we'll do something interesting in those three years. Well, the window snapped. The sh- the window glass is shattered that plan is out the window. So so really, and this was something that Tariq El-Bashir brought up with me today on the show, Andy, he said, what mode will the Redskins be in next year? Do you ever oh, think about that? I think
0: the, the mode that they'll be in, and, and look, they, they sold us or tried to sell us Beck and Grossman and said this will be good. So why wouldn't they try and say... You know, whoever it is. Maybe it's Colt McCoy again, even though we know he's not going to make it to week four.
1: Has this team under Snyder ever sold us a knowingly tanked season?
0: No, no, no. The last time I think this organization sold a tank season was 1994 when they hired North. When they realized the Super Bowl glory was over. Uh, Richie Pettibone got fired. Most of the guys from those championship teams were gone, and it was going to be a build with Norv Turner, who had been a part of that with the Dallas Cowboys, and they were going to, on the back of Heath Shuler, Jesus. somehow <laughs> become a championship team. Yeah. So,
1: so, so, yeah, so you think it. their mode next year is going to be? Alex is coming back. Relax, we're going to yeah, be all right. We're not going to be as injured as we were last year.
0: Right. We had bad luck. It can't oh. happen again. Well, it's happened two years in a row. Yeah, and, two, same same things.
1: And, yeah. and and what they don't what they don't have is they don't have enough really good players to spackle over injuries. They have no, no. real elite players. They've got a lot of good no. players,
0: and not a lot well, of good Josh players. Norman is is, is turning thirty one. Who, who do they have? Do, do they the the most elite player on that team is the punter, Tress way. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I, I I hate for you to say that because you're not necessarily wrong. So you don't think there's any chance that they they ditch it next year and they just say you know what we're going to go to lose, and then, mm, and then yeah, because because here's I, the I, thing here's the thing I don't recommend firing Jay right now because who can you hire into the right. into the headwinds of this shitstorm of a who's your quarterback? Look at the cap hit if he can't play. Do you have control over personnel? No, not if Bruce is still here. You can't hire anybody good in, under those conditions.
0: Right. And I, and I also I agree with you that they have to lose. And if you're going to lose, you might as well have Jay do it because he's under contract anyway. And he's, he's pretty, pretty good at losing. Years.
1: He's pretty good at losing, you know. He, yeah. he, he's not very tactically nimble. He certainly does not get his team on edge and ready to play a game. And maybe that's maybe that's a result of the organization and the culture being as dysfunctional as it is. But he can't move the needle and he's not good at extracting talent. He's the the, the Colt McCoy fetish has pissed me off for a long time. And and I went through this with you last podcast. I said, if they bring him back next year, I'll lose my fucking mind. And it looks like they're gonna.
0: Well, he's cheap. They, they, because his contract called for more money if he played X number of snaps. And when he took the job, it looked like he was going to finish out the season and qualify for that contract. Well, now he's under contract for $2 bucks next year. You can afford that. And if you've got the Alex Smith contract hanging over you, there's not much else you can do. You can't get another veteran in here.
1: Well, you could in theory, although I th- the only guy that would give you a ready boost, I think, right now would be Bridgewater, who is on a one-year deal with the Saints. Will probably be the most sought after free agent guy, but even he might not be that good.
0: Yeah. How much has he played since the devastating knee injury? Not a lot, right?
1: I don't know. At one point yesterday, Andy, the Redskins went three plays, three yards punt, two plays, eight yards interception, three plays, eight yards punt. So that would be a total of eight plays for 19 yards, a little (laughs) bit over two and a half, or a little bit under two and a half per play. In the same span, in the second quarter, the Giants went one play 78 yards touchdown. Thank you, Saquon. Three plays 10 yards touchdown on a wide-open Sterling Shepherd, And six plays 82 yards for a touchdown to Benny Fowler.
0: If, if this were the Rams or the Saints, you could buy this, but this was the freaking Giants. And Eli, even though they had won the previous week against the Bears, he didn't play that well. He threw for like 170 yards. I mean, he he has not had a breakout game like that probably in six or seven years. Yeah. And, and, and they made him look great. And, look, the only reason that Josh Johnson is playing right now is he can run for his life behind the line. They can't block anybody. Yeah. They started four tackles yesterday. One of them, this guy Howard, he couldn't block
1: me. Austin Howard was so awful. Bless his heart, as they say in the South. He got fucking abused all day long. And Sanchez, what a whiff. How they could bring him in and say, yep, he's ready and good to play. Let's see. He's tiny, number one. He's got a Mm -hmm. rec league arm at this point, number two. He has a terrible internal clock. He's inaccurate. He's not particularly fast. The only thing good he does is give a good press interview.
0: That's it. Yeah, 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 that that's right. He he was he was great at the press conference on Wednesday and everybody fell in love with him. Now, to be fair, he had some drops early on true but that doesn't mean that he would have suddenly gotten ignited and going the guy hasn't played same with Josh Johnson he was playing in a charity basketball game last I know. week has not thrown a pass since 2011. he People used think Madden to learn his
1: right he used Madden to learn teammates names yeah, but but when yeah. he came in when he came in you just looked at him and you said okay we don't have a shrimp who's a flag football player at quarterback we got a shot he can run for his life he can see over the line he has a bit of an arm. It was like if you squinted, you saw Cam fucking Newton out there. By no, comparison,
0: you no, you didn't.
1: I said if you no. squinted, Andy, oh, yeah. and I am talking well, from yeah. a comparative standpoint. I me as a fan, I am like, okay, uh, Sanchez stinks, and yeah. this guy at least can run around and do something. So these feel like end days to me, and we oh, have yeah. witnessed a number of end days. Let's go through the end days. The end okay. days. The end days of of Norv. Were bad because he got well, fired. What? Go ahead.
0: Well, he, he he had a seven and six team. He had a team that was in contention to make the playoffs. Right. So, but he, and and there was a, a war going on over the quarterback. The owner wanted to play Jeff George, and he wanted to play Brad Johnson, and Norv hated. Uh, you know, all, all that that was going on. So he got fired with a 7-6 and six record. In comparison, those are the glory days to this. He got right? fired
1: at 7-6 and six when Jeff George did finally come in, and I believe at the time I sadly was in favor of that. Uh, Jeff yeah. George sucked on ice. He literally mm-hmm. just threw the ball all over the place with no regard for scheme or ball possession or anything, and his teammates fucking hated him. He got dragged on the ground by Ebenezer Acubon of the Dallas Cowboys. Not a single... Redskin player came to his defense, an abomination. Yeah, well,
0: but but earlier in the season he had beaten the Rams in St. Louis right. on Monday night. Right, one games. game, one game, yeah. one fucking and, game. And, and, yeah. and what I heard it was a Monday night game, and Snyder got up in the locker room and he said, "This was great. Take the next two nights, two days off." And <laughs> said, oh, 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 "We we have to uh, no, no, practice, practice on practice, We got the game next week." Jesus Christ!
1: So so uh, so Norv got whacked after a seven yeah. and six record. He had just lost to the Giants nine to seven by sending out Eddie Murray to kick a 51-yarder mm-hmm. when they took a timeout, went to the sideline. His holder said he can't make it from here, nor have turned him right back around, sent him out, the ball landed in the end zone. Got fired that night. Okay, so surprise attack. Chaos ensued as it looked for a brief moment that Pepper Rogers, former USFL coach of the Memphis Bandits or Memphis Riverboats or the Tennessee Snakes or something, I forget, who did he coach for?
0: It was, the, uh, it was the Memphis team in the USFL. I yeah. don't remember the name of it. But
1: and yeah. he was like 78 years old at the time. He yeah, was rumored guy. to be the next head coach. They decided against it at the last minute. Terry Robisky gets signed instead. Dion calls him Robinski and says, I feel so bad for him. And he was flat terrible. They end up the season not in the playoffs. Next right. year comes along. They get Marty, who had said, I will never work for a guy like Dan Snyder. Right? Then when the money came yeah. out, he's like, okay, maybe I'll make it work.
0: <laughs> well, he said Dan just wants to win. Now, at that time, it was good money. When you look back on it, it's, it's pretty amazing. It was $10 million over four years. It wasn't the kind yeah. of money they throw around now. right? But, but, yes, he came back for that.
1: But it was an NFL job, and they're precious jobs, yeah. and these coaches know you got to take them. So Marty takes it. He kicks Snyder basically out of the building for the most part, mm-hmm. football-wise. Snyder well, hates not, it.
0: not necessarily Snyder. It was his partner, Fred his, Drasner. His who, cronies, who said, yes. Get yeah. out. He yeah. said he can't even show up.
1: Right. 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 Fired Vinnie. Uh, that hurt mm-hmm. Danny because that was his buddy boy, and right. ran the team like a dictator. Uh, they started out shitty, zero and five. Then got hot, one five in a row. We're on the cover of SI. Finished the mm-hmm. year eight and eight. Had some real mojo going, and then in a midnight surprise, like a coup d'état, fired and gave his well, farewell oh, presser oh, on. on the steps. Farewell presser on the steps of Redskins Park in the gloaming light of early January. Go ahead, Andy.
0: Well, actually, what happened was uh, Marty said when he took the job, I have to have complete control. Everything goes through me. Snyder said yes. As the season went on, Snyder wanted more and more control. So, actually, there was a week between the end of the season and when he fired him, where there were negotiations going on between Snyder and Marty to see if Snyder could wrestle back more control of player personnel decisions.
1: Really? And finally...
0: Yeah, finally it came. It was a Sunday night. They, they would stay there like, till like 8, 9 o'clock, and reporters were just waiting outside to see what happened. It got so crazy. Remember Renny Knott, who was like, who yeah. actually played college football, was a big guy, yeah. probably weighed about 240. He, he got run over by the pack of <laughs> reporters trying to get to Snyder and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and Marty at that time. And then Marty was fired on a Sunday night. And the next day, they had the Spurrier press conference. Yeah.
1: Was it the very next day?
0: Him. Yeah, or two days later. But it was yeah. right after that. Yeah.
1: Spurrier comes in and instantly shows he is not going to be a grinder. Says no. uh, after the first preseason game, "Yeah, I don't know why we just can't go play." That yeah. was a... uh,
0: also yeah. First, first Bruce Smith, who got hurt in the first day of Marty's practice with the Oklahoma drill, uh, was in the audience at the press conference. And somebody asked Spurrier about how he was going to handle training camps. He says, I don't think we should fire our live bullets till regular season. As soon as he was finished, Bruce Smith goes sprinting up to the podium to announce he's coming back the next year. Once he puts up, the training camp isn't going to be hard.
1: Spurrier spends two completely fruitless seasons realizing his college shit is not going to work on Sundays, ends up giving one of the all-time pressers after the second year in which he says, 5-11, not too good, but then points out there were several other teams in the league worse than the Redskins, so at least we've got that going for us. Had said to you and I on the radio, I've got nothing I can say in terms of hope for the future, and yet despite all this, he was not fired He resigned from a golf course in a bit of a confusing what's going on situation about two weeks later or a couple days later?
0: No, he resigned. The game was Saturday, the last game he uh, had his press conference on sunday which lasted 1 minute took no questions gave that statement which you just uh, recited and then 2 days later resigned from the golf course but then his agent called and said, oh what are you what are you doing i right. i get you some money, money. Here. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. he didn't care <laughs> he just wanted yeah. out okay no but they they gave him a couple of million dollars yeah all
1: right so spurrier begat gibbs now in the darkness of oh shit what are we going to do now Names like Ray Rhodes and Jim Fossil. You got to get those text messages, Andy, or no? Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, if you do, just let me know. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick 3 teams to win, if you hit all 3 you could turn 100 bucks into 600. There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even esports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. MyBookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code Zabe, and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code Zabe, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. In the (laughs) darkness of the uh, post-Spurrier moment, we were sitting there going, holy shit, we're going to get the worst coach ever. And then, like a shining light with the angels singing and the skies parting, Joe Jackson Gibbs peeled off his mechanics jumpsuit and put down his metric Allen wrenches from underneath his NASCAR vehicles and said, sure, I will come back. And we had never been happier before in our lives. And then we realize he's still not running much shotgun. It's 2004, and he's under center like 90% of the time. He ran no
0: shotgun that first year.
1: Right. Radio hosts would ask him, when are you going to run shotgun? His answer was?
0: I'll put you in the shotgun.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gibbs realized after the fourth year, the fourth year was a hell of a year. Sean Taylor was murdered, rocked yeah. the franchise. Jason Campbell right after that uh, got had his knee blown out on a Thursday mm-hmm. night game. It looked all was lost. Todd Collins came in, rallied the team for a, a handful of wins at the end of the year. They made it as a wild card. And actually made the playoffs and gave Seattle a bit of a fight before bowing out. It was at that point, Joe Jackson Gibbs knew, this is the best chance for me to get out now because it's only going to get worse from here. And he stunned us by leaving, correct?
0: Well, I mean, he had a grandson who was sick with leukemia and he said that influenced his decision. But uh, I think at that point, you know, not only had you had the Sean Taylor thing, but a lot of people felt uh, in the following game, where he had called the back-to-back timeouts against Buffalo, right. that that the job had kind of, you know, worn him out, and it was it was kind of time to uh, to get out. So, so I think that's why. He left. So yeah.
1: so that led to a 33-day wait to try to interview Jim Spagnolo, uh, who was oh the God. hot coordinator at the time. Member, and we waited oh, yeah. and waited and waited. All the other teams that needed coaches got their coaches. We're waiting for this guy. We got like five minutes with him. He goes, nah, I'm not taking it. And then Dan Snyder was fucking stuck. He had already hired Jim Zorn as his offensive coordinator and says, well, maybe we should hire him. Maybe we should interview him as head coach. Zorn admitted he went home and put on a fucking suit. (laughs) A suit just to interview for a head coaching job he did not deserve in an organization that had already hired him, and he got the job. And on his opening press conference said, I'm proud to be coaching the, what did he call it? The maroon.
0: No, what he said was, he said, oh, we're all excited here. And i got my family all decked out in the
1: green colors,
0: maroon and black. black and, and Schneider says from the side. And yellow.
1: Maroon <laughs> and fucking black.
0: Now, Zorn. Now, lavero,
1: Zorn was a, yeah, go
0: ahead. lavero has a story that he tells that he went to that press conference and saw uh, Zorn and his wife get out of a car as they were going into to deliver this, this wonderful press conference, and he overheard Zorn's wife say on the phone, no, 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 head coach. It's head coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as Zorn's tenure spiraled down down the tubes, and he had his play calling stripped from him by the bingo caller, Sherman Lewis, who was coming out of retirement to come call plays. After a particularly bad loss at FedEx Field, that was, I think, the 14-6 to loss to the Chiefs. After which he got his play calling stripped. Uh, Mike Wise, in one of the great stories he's written over the years, chronicled how a liquored up Dan Snyder got on his private jet, flew right out. No, no,
0: no, no, no. That was that was not the Chiefs game. That was the Detroit game. It was the game where Detroit broke a losing streak of 19 games. They had gone 0 and 16 the year before. Oh, right. and okay. they beat the Redskins. They flew back to Redskins or the hangar where the plane was, and that's when, yes, they decided to go see Mike Shanahan.
1: They literally <laughs> went to go see Mike Shanahan in the dead of night. That
0: night? Yeah, that, that night?
1: night. That night to, that convince, night? Yeah, to con- convince Shanahan to come out of retirement and take the job. Of course, Shaney came in with the notion that he had total control, even though Bruce Allen had been hired before him uh, mm-hmm. to give a air of credibility because – At that point, Vinny was untenable, even looking at his stupid fucking face in the organization. He had to go at that point. Bruce comes in, but supposedly Shannon had total control. And the total control did not last very long because all of a sudden they go and trade for McNabb, which you know Shanahan really wasn't behind doing. And so now we've got a marketable quarterback, and we're going to go with him. And he fucking sucked. And then they went and traded for RG3. And Shanahan thought he could work with that, but he did take Cousins as his backup plan. The yep. RG3 thing went horribly bad, as everyone knows about. And the end days of Shani were miserable because he was uh. lying about shit. He was leaking stuff to Schefter and other guys in the national media about stuff that was going on between him and RG3 and cleaning out his office and all this other bullshit. So he had to go. That was an awful finish to his tenure. And now here the Redskins were sitting there going, well, who's going to be our coach? And so they turned to this supposedly bright-minded offensive guru who could hopefully fix RG3. Because we're still in the RG3 business, who can fix him? Jay Gruden. It didn't hurt that he had Tampa mafia connections with Bruce Allen. Am I right?
0: Well, also, they're always looking to hire the splashy coach. Since you couldn't get John Gruden, you could get Jay Gruden, <laughs> right? right? And, and and one of the things that you talk about RG3, he gave an interview to somebody very early on, and he said, oh, it'd be foolish to try and turn Robert into a pocket passer. That's not his game. He's not a pocket passer. And then somebody in the organization got to him, because by the time he talked to Peter King, like three days later, yeah. he said, oh, yeah. yeah, if you're going to play in the National Football League, you've got to be a pocket passer. And yeah. somebody said, hey, Robert ain't playing that game anymore. He ain't playing Shani's game, so you're going to have to turn him into Aaron Rodgers. That's what he wants to be, so you do it.
1: And it wasn't long before uh, Robert had maybe his worst game as a Redskin when they got destroyed by Tampa. And afterwards, yeah. uh, he had the, he had the audacity, did RG3, to mention, hey, you know, if we don't all play good, I'm not going to play good. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. He mentioned other great quarterbacks, and it's like, are you, Manning, yeah, yeah, are you fucking kidding me? So quickly, <laughs> and that set Gruden off. Gruden then issued one of the harshest critiques of a starting quarterback on his own team I've ever heard in the NFL, blasted yep. RG3, and that began the slide downward. Then we had the uncomfortable cousins marriage, which was a shotgun marriage, and mm-hmm. one division title, and then heartbreak, and then mediocrity. And now here we are in what has to be the end days of Jay Gruden. If not this year, it seems that. maybe next year.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, the the 2013 end with Shanahan, that felt like the biggest abyss because you had you know, the RG3 thing obviously had gone sour. That wasn't going to work. You lost the coach who had the Super Bowl rings who could bring you some some hope, and and maybe knew how to run an organization. So that's over. And this feels a lot like it. Like, okay, where are they now? And the quarterback who was supposed to be the franchise guy, he's got a leg that may never let him play football again. So where are they? I mean, we're back to the abyss.
1: You know what? This offseason, when there is word that uh, Alex Smith got up from his chair and walked to the fridge to make a sandwich, we're going to go, you know what, it's only May. And he's getting sandwiches from his fridge. I think he's going to be good to go come
0: camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think, I, you know, I hope for the best. I hope he plays again. But the reality is, at the age of 35, with all these complications, I mean, it's been three weeks he's still in the hospital.
1: It's awful. And
0: I don't have a good feel about this.
1: I don't either. Elsewhere, since we're going to be walking in the wilderness as Redskin fans for a long time, elsewhere in the league – Holy shit! What a Sunday, Andy. This oh. is why the NFL is fucking bulletproof. <laughs>
0: oh my god! First of all, the uh, I know we're going to get to the Miami game, but Patrick Mahomes. Oh my I, how, god! How, how, how could how could Andy Reid? Maybe that was part of the plan to develop him. I don't know, but I have never I have never seen a guy who can run thirty yards to his right and throw across his body it's with the velocity. I mean, he's unbelievable.
1: It is sick. <laughs> and they saw it, and they swam up furiously from the back of the first round to the middle of the first round. This is a – you know, Patrick Mahomes is a great lesson in how all these NFL talent guys and these scouts and these experts, they too don't know their fucking – they don't know a hole, from, a hole in the ground from their ass. They're not yeah. as smart as they want us to believe. There is no way on earth Patrick Mahomes should have lasted to the middle of the first round. None. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of people didn't see what Andy Reid saw.
0: He saw that. Of course, he was running you know, that Big 12 offense where it's right. you know, pretty much a 7-on-7 seven seven passing drill. But he's got skills. He's like Ozzie Smith as a shortstop yeah. playing quarterback. Oh, it's and awesome he, he, to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I can't. This is. I heard Wilbon on TV compare him to Fran Tarkington. Fran Tarkington could no. do some amazing things.
1: Not the athlete. He did, yeah. Fran no, Tarkington is no. not the athlete that Patrick
0: no. Holmes is. No, no. I mean, he, he did. He it was an amazing scrambler. But this guy can make plays like I, I've never seen. any Better than anything Griffin ever did in, in that rookie year. I mean, yeah. it's, it's remarkable.
1: And as a winning personality to boot. He's a very likable yeah. guy. He's not a self-absorbed douchebag with all-in for week one and Gatorade specials yeah. about his fucking rehab from knee injury. All right, so the Cowboy-Eagle game. You noted oh. Dan Steinberg noted it drew a 19.4 rating in the DC market, and the Redskin I game 19, 8. a 19.8 in the Redskin game only drew a 14 and change in the DC market. Yeah. I said Isn't to you amazing? on i I said to you on the text message, it's not as bad as I would have thought. You're talking well, a 40 not, nothing but, but, blowout of a one o'clock game. Why wouldn't a scintillating game involving America's team not do at least double?
0: I I suppose, but it, it's a redskin game. It's it's a red skin game. Those those games are like gold to, to Fox. They should and, be. And
1: and, and and in the playoff hunt, heavy air quotes on that. But you're yeah. right, in theory that should have drawn better. But they were down forty to nothing. I'm surprised the game didn't draw a two point six rating.
0: Well, I mean the uh the game last year in San Diego, or not San Diego, but Los Angeles against the Chargers, that was the, the all time low. This this was lower. This that was like a fifteen, I think.
1: Really? So
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Taking mm, orders so tonight, Andy? <laughs> is nah, that your home phone fire or, fire or is that your cell phone? Oh, your I'm cell popular. phone? I'm talking on your on your home phone right now. Okay, yeah, so start. so uh, the Cowboys are going to win the division, it looks like. The Amari Cooper yeah. trade worked out. Our trade for Clint, uh, Clinton Dix is a complete disaster. This guy sucks.
0: Can't tackle. Won't tackle.
1: <laughs> Can't run. Can't yeah. take angles either. Like, what good is he? I guess yeah. he deflects I mean, a pass every now and then.
0: So, but I mean, does, this, this is another one. This is another one where you go, okay. The Packers at that point are in the hunt. This guy is regarded by some of these metrics as the second best or the best safety in the league. Why are they trading him? Well, well, I know his contract is up, but something stinks here. Why, is, why were they looking to unload him?
1: This is why Pro Football Focus, for as hard as they may try and as many people as they may employ to look at film and think they know what they're looking at, they don't. Fucking know anything because dicks and swearinger rated in the top three safeties in the league swearinger sucks now too
0: yeah yeah
1: okay yeah um, i'm not yelling uh the miami new england game have you ever seen belichick outsmart himself the way he did in that end of game situation i've never seen it
0: mm, no no that, that that was crazy that that made absolutely no sense And, uh, again, you know, you think a guy's going to throw a pass at the end in that situation. But Tannehill can't throw it 70 yards. Weren't they at their own 30?
1: No. Mahomes can barely throw it 70 yards.
0: Yeah. So so he was there to knock it down. No. No. Knock what down? Yeah. You're you're not going to get it in the end zone. It's going to come up short if you throw a Hail Mary, which they didn't do. But you, you need somebody fast to make sure he doesn't get in the end zone.
1: But that's the beauty of this game and this league. These games are always close, and they can end in an unlimited number of ways. You know? Oh, yeah. Other sport like you think about basketball and baseball, Andy. When a game ends in thrilling fashion, it always ends with a made shot or with a home run or or a hit or something like that. The NFL, it's it's like no there's like snowflakes. They they all end a little bit differently. There's a Hail Mary or there's a scramble play or there's a penalty and then there's a field goal or a field goal kicker slips like Boswell yep. did for the for the the Steelers. You know, that's what makes the game so irresistible. And then you combine that with the easy ability of fans to second guess coaches and players. And it is right. the perfect recipe for the most popular sport in America.
0: And and that's what also makes this Redskins loss so incredible. Look at all the other scores from yesterday. The only other game that you could consider, or two other games you consider lopsided, the Lions and the Cardinals, maybe you say what the Bears did to the Rams was a lopsided game, and uh, the Packers over the Falcons. Other than that, they were all two touchdown games or less. You know? All right,
1: wrapping it up. What will it take for Jay Gruden to get fired this off season? Three more losses?
0: Well, I think it's got to be more than three losses. It's got to be three more like that. Well, they only it's play. Be...
1: They only play three more games, so it can't can't be any more than three losses.
0: Right, but it's got to be. It's got to look oh, a lot stylistically. like stylistically.
1: Okay, so yeah, will one more humiliation with two decent games keep him?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, wow. maybe they're maybe maybe he's tied to Bruce Allen, and I I don't think Bruce Allen's getting fired.
1: Oh, I know he's not getting fired. He, the no. ol, our only hope is if the Raiders take him, and it I'm not sure the Raiders are going to take him. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I I, I don't see it. I just don't. I mean, he uh, you know maybe maybe he's got some sway with Mark Davis. Wasn't he an Al guy?
1: Well I, I fired it. I don't yeah, I don't know right. if he was an Al guy or not, but he did work with Gruden in Oakland the first go round and then went to Tampa with him. But he would just be a plain GM for what is the poorest team in the league, although their value will bump up when they go to Vegas. Right. And so it would be a demotion from a seven million dollar a year team president, which he is now, and a beloved scion of the great George Allen to just some GM schmunk. In Las yeah. Vegas, and he's really not a general manager either. He doesn't well, have he's more the of a cap guy. yeah. He All doesn't. Right. He's a cap guy, and he's a biz guy. He's not really a football guy.
0: Right. Well, the the uh, the other thing you hear, and who knows whether it's true or not, but that he and Gruden don't like each other right now. Oh, that, really? Uh, yeah. That there maybe there's some bad blood there. So maybe Jay is telling John, yeah, you don't want this guy. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it, it's. It, 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 the, when when this stuff happens, when these when these losses mount like this, every, everything's in play.
1: All right, Andy, we solved nothing today on the Zabe but it felt good just to hear your thoughts as always. We'll reconvene yeah. next week, my brother. Thank you. All right, buddy. All right, man. See you. Yeah. Bye. All right, let me end on this. I did promise a couple of emails, so let me finish with two quick ones. Mr. X chimes in to say, Zay, did you see what Matt Nagy did with the Bears the other night? Fourth and 10, up two scores, eight minutes to play. You punt, right? Of course, but that's just a B answer. I'll give you the A-plus answer, which is exactly what Nagy did. In punt formation, you wind the clock 43 seconds and then false start. When you get assessed the five-yard penalty, guess what? The clock starts again, you wind it another 24, and then you punt. I swear some don't know this rule in football. If you false start during a running clock, the clock starts again after spotting the ball. The exception is if the referee deems it intentional, but they won't. Yeah, I know, it's pretty small stuff, but when you get paid $6 million to be a head coach, these Things count. The Bears just did this, and I rewatched it. I swear it was intentional, but they acted like it was not. Little things matter. I'll hang up now. Sincerely, Mr. X. Interesting. I did not know that either. And then my man, Dr. Todd Fergus, chimes in. I asked the question on my show locally in D.C. on Monday. What is the real difference between a surgery and a procedure? Because I hear this all the time. Well, it wasn't a surgery. It was a procedure. Here you go, says Dr. Todd. Surgery involves a cut with a knife. Arthroscopic surgery is still surgery, though, because the surgeon has to make a 10 to 12 millimeter incision to get the scope in. A procedure can be very invasive, such as coronary stents or a transcatheter valve replacement, but since they are done through small puncture holes, they're considered procedures. Puncture, procedure. Surgery, scalpel. Ooh, there you go. Other examples of invasive procedures would be lumbar punctures and some biopsies. Just so you know, you're welcome. Sincerely, Dr. Todd. And now I do know. So there you go. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay pick 3 teams to win if you hit all 3 you could turn 100 bucks into 600 there's so much to bet on college basketball and football nba nhl custom props even esports if you want you name it my bookie is the one bet i know you'll be happy with all year I recommend these guys because I trust them. MyBookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code Zabe Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, like, all that good stuff. Zabecast app, get it. It's great and it's free. Zabe.com slash premium for the Football Five Ways Friday where we are throwing winners out like crazy. Podcasts are the future. It's like Netflix for your ears and I appreciate listening whether it's on time or at your leisure. Now, if you don't mind, my Christmas lights are still not on the house, but my wife and I have bought a tree. It's not up yet either, but we're making progress. And we will see you next time.